0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
1: Joey Vitale views things a little differently. Just imagine how he looks at hockey. Whoa! This is The View from Vitale. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company. A proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor.
0: Let's go on to the 101 ESPN hotline to continue our discussion on the blues from last night with the blues analyst for 101 ESPN. And last night you probably saw him on Bally Sports Midwest doing pre-post and intermission. He's Joey Vitale joining us as he does each and every Thursday here on the show. Joe, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Joey,
1: Joey, Joey. You're so cute. Doing great. Doing great. I appreciate you. <laughs> Just Joey didn't, didn't hear it. Cute. Joey didn't hear it. You just
0: said he's. Cute. I complimented his looks. He's a. He's a fine-looking Italian fella. Cute though. That's what you went with. Not handsome. Not good-looking. Hey man. Ravishing. It just came cute. out. All right.
1: Just- love I appreciate a love that might be a little too far
0: (laughs) 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 with two shades sorry sorry all right Joe let's get right into this one from last night I thought the first period was as good as I've seen the Blues play all season long let's start with the good before we get to uh, the less good what would you see from the Blues early on in that one against Vegas
1: hey I tell you what BK to me the biggest thing that stood out about that first period was the response I mean this isn't something the Blues. Haven't done a ton of this year. I thought it was a step in a a great direction. You know, we all know the stat. When they allow that first goal, they're over. When they score the first goal, they're undefeated, right? So that, to me, is a great sign that you allow that first goal, Vegas comes at you, they put it in the net first, and all of a sudden, the Blues don't sit back and lick their wounds. They come out, they have some jump, a great play by neighbors. You back it up with the Kevin Hayes goal. Then all of a sudden, another wonderful goal there by Jordan Cairo. Elevates the building, energy in the place. And all of a sudden, we got a 3-1 game after the first period. And it looked like we were smooth sailing to our first victory after allowing that first goal. So to me, it was the response in that first period.
0: It was. And that's why that second period was so confusing, Joe. And we've talked a lot about this in the past on this show. We've done it on pregames. But that's the 11th time this season that the Blues have given up two or more goals in a three-minute span. What's what's happening with this team when, when one goal goes in and the rest follow?
1: Well, it's, it's a streaky bunch, that, that's certain. I mean, you look at different teams across the National Hockey League and, and there are different characteristics that stand out about the group. You know, even Jordan Binnington, Alice was asked about this question after the game. And, you know, he kind of shrugged his shoulders. He just wasn't sure. I think if the coaches and the goaltenders and everyone knew what the answer was, they would certainly be on top of it. But right now, the, the characteristic of this group is when they get ahead, they stay ahead. When they get behind, uh, they end up falling way, way behind. I think last night, was an example of you fall a little bit behind. You end up maybe panicking a little bit as the Golden Knights in that second period tie it. Goaltender interference, maybe, maybe not. They decide not to challenge. I actually support Craig Blueby. I think it was a really good non-challenge. I don't think they would have won that challenge. And then instead of kind of you know getting back to the, the, the playbook and getting back to the chalkboard about what we need to do, what we did in the first period to be successful, then all of a sudden it kind of in into panic mode and the group kind of falls apart, and a lot of uncharacteristic penalties, including a too many men at the end of that second period, and then a and life in the third. I think the turning point in the game when the Blues really just fell off was the too many men at the end of the second period, because if you look at that penalty, that's the one Amadio scored in, which made it a two-goal game at that
0: point right before an Joe, we made a lot of the Blues' new defensive structure early on this season, but there have been games recently where even in that 2-1 win at Vegas, they gave up a ton of opportunities. And you look at some of the goals against recently. I, I don't put it on Bennington. I, I put it on some of the chances that they're seeing. What are you seeing from the structure lately?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing I've seen from the structure is that it's still a little indecisive at times. We've seen it look really good, and then we've seen it kind of fall apart. I think with the, with the new transition of a new system, you're always going to be battling of your old ways and your old habits and how they used to do things last year, which I think is something that over time this group has to sort out and has to figure out because when it looks good, it's incredible. Like I go back to that Vegas game on Monday night, there was just bodies in the way. Yes, Bennington had to make some big saves, but guess what? That's his job. He's supposed to make big saves, and he knows that, right? It's a big, Vegas team. You're not going to go 0-4. You're not going to allow zero chances, again, from a danger area. You're going to allow some chances against good teams. But the thing that stood out about how the system looked so good on Monday was it wasn't necessarily defensive players making plays. There's a difference between that and just being in a good defensive position to be in the way, not just make the play, but sometimes just be in the way. And that's when it looks really good. It's when it's in the middle, it's tight. They're not allowing anything to come through the middle. And the bodies that want to try to go there, they're going to run into one, two, three defenders. So, Joe, with
0: that being said, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but, you know, last night when Vegas couldn't get anything going with their top line and the Blues were swarming them, Bruce Cassidy went out there to Keegan Colasar and William Carrier line and it found a way to stabilize it a little bit. Do the Blues suffer from not having that stabilizing line?
1: I think they do a little bit, Alex. I think it's something that they're still in the works of. I don't know if they uh, officially have designated what that line looks like. You know, for a while there, it looked like they had something special with the Sunquist neighbors and Sammy Blay line. You know, Craig Berube called it kind of that identity line. I think he was right. They play with a lot of jump. They play with jam. There was a lot of energy. It was a four-checking line. And they were smashing defenders. So it was all, all positive things from this line. And I think that the Blues had something – uh, quite similar to what you saw in the Barbashev scene and, uh, of course, the Oscar Sunquist line from back in 2019. The issue now becomes, as Jake Neighbors gets promoted, as he deserves, now leading all Blues in goals with 10, the first one, two double digits, you give him the promotion to the first line because he's earned it, which is a good thing, but now you need to have someone kind of fill in there, right? So right now it's Nikita Alexandrov. I think at some point, with as healthy as the Blues have been, I think the one question mark is going to become Do the Blues start digging deep into Springfield, and you start thinking about bringing some other players up. Let's call it a Nathan Walker, for example. Someone you can come into the fourth line, bring some energy, bring some speed. You know exactly what you're going to get out of them. And someone's just going to promote a little bit of energy because right now I think in the bottom six it's something that's missing.
0: Joe, last question that I've got for you. Joey Vitale is joining us here on 101 ESPN as he does each and every Thursday. Uh, It's probably not the best game to ask this about coming off of the second and third period, given his performance. But Jordan Cairo, I think, has shown a lot of maturity this year. And Craig Berube talked about it before the game, his thoughts on the scoring drought and how, hey, listen, the the goals are going to come. But I like what he's done away from the puck this year. What have you seen in terms of the maturity and the development in Kairou's game outside of just the goal scoring?
1: Well, yeah, and I love BK that you brought this up, and I love that Craig Berube re- referenced this when talking about Jordan Kyrou. He did something very similar, you know, a couple of years ago to Vladimir Tarasenko when people were kind of looking at Vladdy's numbers where they weren't as strong, and Craig Berube came out and defended Vladdy by saying, "Hey, listen, he may not be showing up on the score sheet." but this is a player that's doing incredible things that you just don't see on the stat sheet, the way he's defending. And I think that Jordan Cairo to me is almost the exact same as that reference to Vladimir Tarasenko back in the day. I look at Jordan Cairo's entire career. Let's take a step back. Let's look at it from a 10,000 foot view of when he retires. We're going to look at this particular year and we're going to say, you know what? He learned a lot this year. Again, it didn't show up on the score sheet. But look at the player he retired as, and it's because of this year he learned how to do things that didn't show up on the score sheet. He defended better. He took care of wall plays better. He managed the puck better. He's doing all these little nuts and bolts things right now this year that it takes to become a complete player. Again, you're going to shy away from numbers at times. You're not going to get the offensive production you want. You are become, if, you, if you lose patience – and and you get a little uh, scattered, you you can lose sight of that. And I think that's what Craig Berube is saying. He's saying, don't lose sight of how productive he's been away from the puck. And as he learns to do this more and more and more, guys, I'm telling you, as he develops and matures, he's going to have this in his back pocket. This is going to be a tool, how to play away from the puck. And then all of a sudden, his skill is going to take over, like we saw last night, and then you're going to have a Jordan Kyrou, which is, of course, at the end of the day, a complete hockey player.
0: Joe, we appreciate the time, as always, man. Great work last night on the pre- and post-game show with Bally Sports Midwest. Excellent questions uh, to the Blues president of Hockey Operations, Doug Armstrong. We'll talk with you again next week, Sorry, my I called you cute. <laughs>
1: hey, sorry, it's okay, boys. I appreciate you, and uh, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you.